Welcome to OB Boss Babes, where we showcase female entrepreneurs, working professionals, community builders, and local makers and creators. Our podcast is all about babe supporting babes, learning about community builders, and of course, female empowerment. Get inspired to the only podcast in the Ottawa Valley that showcases local babes in our community and join our tribe of boss babes where everyone is welcome. Hey babes, it's Portia here, owner and founder of the Urban Lounge Salon and Spa. Let's be honest, it's been a tough two years and we all deserve some pampering and self-care now more than ever. And at the Urban Lounge Salon and Spa, we offer our clients a luxe city salon and spa experience. Our talented stylists and certified estheticians will bring out your authentic natural beauty while enhancing your best features to suit your style. Whether it be one of our luxurious organic facials, a relaxing massage, hot stone pedicure, or just getting those roots taken care of, we invite you to sit back and enjoy the ultimate beauty experience. You can find us at 3227 Petawawa Boulevard. Visit us online and find us on Facebook and Instagram to book your next appointment online. We look forward to safely welcoming you. Hello, 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 and welcome to the OV Boss Babes podcast. Many of us are in work meetings and we find ourselves falling asleep. And then after the meeting, we don't have a clue of what it was about. But what if there were detailed illustrations with animations from the meeting instead of meeting minutes to review? And what if I were to tell you that there's a career in this? This artist turned designer specializes in illustration and graphic recording, and it's a career that more organizations should be taking advantage of. After she received her Bachelor of Applied Arts in Illustration from Sheridan College, she was excited to use her artistic skills and design knowledge in the business world. Instead, she found herself churning out social media content. And when she discovered graphic recording, she was captivated and her participants loved her content. Now she helps clients work through problem solving and structure information in a way that's easy for everyone to understand. Please welcome Laura Hannock of Swoop Media in Padawala. Thank you for that intro. Laura, <laughs> I have to tell you, the last time that I saw you was outside my window last week. And I know that this probably sounds totally creepy to my listeners, but Laura and I are actually neighbors. So Laura was out walking with her son strapped to her. So when I'm in the living room working, because I do not use my actual office, I'm always sitting on the couch sprawled out and I see you going for walks regularly. And I'm always like, oh, I remember my mat leaves so, so well. And uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, Laura. So I've been meaning to say again, like, congratulations to you. These past six months, I'm sure have just flown by with little William. Yeah, they have. <laughs> it's crazy. eh? How's, how's motherhood been for you? It's been an adjustment. <laughs> um, as being a really individual person with loves alone time and my quiet time, I really don't get much of that these days. So <laughs> Yeah, but it's, it's been it. lovely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I, it's nice to see you and your family out for lots of walks and, and uh, he's really coming into his looks too. He is adorable. Who well, would you say you. he looks more like you or dad? Uh, right now, if you compare my baby photo to his looks, it's, he looks a lot like me. And he's got <laughs> eyelashes for days. I'm obsessed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So Laura, you're a military spouse. So I want to know when you guys originally got posted to Petawawa and how long you've lived here for. So we originally got posted to Petawawa in 2016 and both Tim and I 
uh, are both from Brantford, Ontario, and that's where we came from. So this is really our first big move and we've been here ever since. So this was your first posting? Yeah. And how much longer do you guys think that you're going to be around here for? It's a great question. Uh, hopefully much longer. <laughs> I think we lucked out living here, honestly. Like when I first heard of Petawawa and he said we're headed here, I was like, I have no idea where that is. Um, <laughs> but you know, coming here, like we both love the outdoors. So it's been a, a great adjustment and I can't imagine being anywhere else right now. So Yeah. Funny, I ask you, you know, how long do you think you're going to be here? You're like, come on, Holly, like you're from a military town. Throw that question at any mill spouse or military family. And they're going to look at you like you have four heads. Like yeah. we never know. You can easily, like we have a dog sitter and we just found out that they're leaving in August. And I was like, oh my gosh, like what a quick turnaround time. That just goes to show you how quick the military moves, like just like that. And obviously on our street, we see our neighbors constantly moving and they're all military. They're all just up and up and out of here. Yeah. Try growing mm -hmm. up with that, having friends just, just pop in and out of your life all the time. Yeah. It's hard. So Laura, were you always artistic growing up? Yeah. My parents definitely noticed that I was drawing more than my sister. And, uh, I just, didn't stop drawing at one point once I learned how to, to draw. Um, and so from there, I took, my mom took me to art classes in and out of school, um, art camps. And so it just was strong all the way through my childhood through to adulthood. And then in high school, I'm assuming that you took art class as well. Yep. And uh, my art teacher really took me under her wing. Like she uh, would take me like off school hours and drive me to go do murals around the community. And uh, I was really thankful for that. <laughs> so your experience sounded a lot better than mine. I did not take art class though. I will tell you now, I can barely even still draw a stick person, which is so sad, but like um, my sketches and comparisons, like growing up, I mean, I still remember like in elementary school, it was just awful. Like don't even throw a paper mache my way because I will probably screw it up. So my experience was like very different than yours, but I did have a lot of friends who were in our, in art class. And they all said that they kind of found it useless to them because they never really actually learned how to draw or paint or even learn how to market their art. But it doesn't sound like you had that experience with your teacher since she was really involved with you. No, she was. And um, we had two art teachers at our school and they were both extremely encouraging and, you know, would help me in my portfolio preparing for college. And uh, it was amazing. Like, I don't know if I would be where I am without those high school teachers. I don't know if they know that, but it's, uh, it's true. So Laura, I'm super curious about this. How does someone stumble across graphic facilitation or graphic recording? Because like many of these careers that uh, a businesswoman that I have on the podcast, they're all very interesting, but they're not the general layout of careers that were shown in high school being like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And you're, you're never given, you know, oh, a graphic recorder or illustrator. Yep. So I was at the time working with uh, part-time at Algonquin College. And uh, one of my colleagues had been traveling and she'd been to a conference where she saw a graphic recording. She didn't know what it was called. She's like, I saw these people draw live during this conference. Do you think you could give it a go during one of my lectures? And I was like, sure, I'd never heard of it before either, um, but I'll give it a go. So I went home that night and was Googling that this is an actual thing. This is a career. I was like, you know, opened up a door for me. And so the next morning when I went into her lecture to start drawing, I was immediately hooked. I was like, this is so much fun. 
Um, I loved engaging with the people afterwards, like because they could see their words on paper and, and what I had translated into drawings. And just that whole experience just sealed the deal for me. So what exactly is graphic recording, Laura, in a nutshell? So basically graphic recording is a creating a visual storyboard for uh, the conversation that's happening in the room. So I really like this because like I had said in my opening, when I'm sitting in a meeting, I'm barely paying attention. I really have to like be kind of either drinking water or scribbling. And that's why I always found administration was my path because I'm like, I can, I can sit and listen intently and take notes. And that's how I'm actually going to pay attention to the meeting. And let's be honest, nobody really reads the meeting minutes after a meeting. Like, like nobody does. Um, there's always like that one person though, that'll be like grammatical error on page three. <laughs> yeah. But I really like that this is actually an option where you can see a visual of what took place in the meeting and you can follow along in terms of like a roadmap with, and I don't want to say cartoons, but animations of where the conversation started and where it wound up. It's really cool. Yeah. And and I think it's important for those who you know weren't paying attention in the meeting that I'm not writing down word for word what those notes are. I am taking kind of the Cole's notes of the day and bringing up the most important points, which they should review later if they are, you know, using that as a as an aid. So, Laura, how does your process work? So, like you said, you're not using words to articulate your graphics because obviously it's it's strictly um animations although you will have like you know little bubbles of what people might be saying or something but how does how does your mind work with with putting this content together as i've had some clients say that i'm a wizard and they have still have no idea how i do this <laughs> and sometimes i go through a whole session and i'm like whoa i produced that like i was just in the zone the whole time um but it starts with listening intently and with listening thinking about you know what what the core of the message of what this what this conversation is or what this talk is and then me kind of translating those core thoughts into illustrations which words are included as well to give the the work context um but they're just not the like you know it's not a whole word document it's you know words and pictures working together so laura you launched your business swoop media in 2016 so i'm curious what you were doing beforehand I was actually a in-house designer um, in the Toronto area for a food company. Um, and then when I had moved up here, I started Swoop just after that. And Swoop mainly from 2016 to 2018 was, I was mainly doing social media marketing and some small business logo work. Um, but as you can hear, it wasn't illustration. Um, I had, not really touched illustration since I had left college. So I was looking to somehow find illustration back into my business. And that's just around 2018 when I had discovered graphic recording. So I was like, oh, that's it. <laughs> and I had basically dropped everything else I was doing before and just went full time working on that. Now, what did social media look like back then? Because 2016 and 2022, that's a huge gap. And social media has really evolved since then. Yes, definitely, because that was my full time job. So I was just, you know, fully into social media, looking, you know, researching and doing all of the courses that were available to me at the time in the corporate world. And uh, it was mainly just Facebook. I think Instagram was not out yet at that time or it was very minimal. Um, but 
you know, as it evolved, interestingly, I was like trying to back out because I was like, social media is growing way bigger than I intended it to. And it's just not as, I'm just not as passionate about it. Um, but I'm so thankful that Instagram became bigger because that that is like my favorite social media being so visual. I get a lot of my inspiration from there and it's so much easier to connect with other artists and for people to see my work as well. It's very similar to small artisans and creators too. Like I remember when I had pretty by her, I don't know if you follow Kelly Brooks, pretty by her candles. And uh, she had launched her business probably around the same time. I think it was 2015, maybe even 2014. And she had said it too, like that Etsy was the big platform back in the day. And, you know, to see kind of how that's migrated over then to Instagram to becoming like the big um, shopping platform and now TikTok and everything. It's, I give props to everybody who started back in that generation and had to really learn the ropes. Although I think that you guys are really like the real MVPs because you guys had to start at the bottom, get really creative while us, you know, jumping on and starting businesses later, everything was already kind of laid out for us. So you guys are really the test, the testers out there, you know, who had to understand how this market was working and where it was going. And you're right. Like, I mean, Facebook was dominating the social media scene and Instagram wasn't used at the same capacity as it is today. And I'm now, do you get a lot of your clients through Instagram? Yes, uh, I would say majority come from Instagram, but also LinkedIn, actually. There are a lot of organizations on LinkedIn. So when they see the work, they're like, oh, we can have that for our meeting, you know. So those two are my biggest. That's interesting, though, that that's how people discover you. Yeah, and how I was kind of, start- when I first started, I was like, hey, I want to find clients that I want to work with and organizations that I align with. So you know, that was the easiest way for me to find like nonprofits, for example, and then find the people I would need to meet who would hire me. Um, so that was a really great platform for me for, for especially having such a new type business where people don't quite understand what I do. Okay. Well, that brings me to my next question, Laura, because I'm dying to know what did people think when you first started telling them I'm a graphic recorder, I'm an illustrator. Like, did people look at you being like, what is that? Like, how did you explain that to people? Yeah, usually when I say I'm an illustrator, immediately people think children's books, which is fine. That's what it is. But and then when I say graphic recorder, they also think like, oh, just graphic design. So it takes a little bit of explanation. I I kind of relate it to I'm I'm creating a storyboard or creating notes for your session um, and clients are can be hesitant hiring if they've never had one before. Um, but usually the reaction after the day is over, they're like, wow, that's amazing. I can't believe you did that. (laughs) And a lot of the times the clients are coming to me because especially during the pandemic, uh, zoom was getting really boring and engagement was really low online. So, uh, it was a, it was a different way for the information to be displayed and especially in an accessibility, uh, manner. Um, so people were just looking at it as an alternative way to keep people engaged online. And so I would explain it as like, yes, I will take notes of the day. That way your client, your, uh, attendees of your meeting can take it back and take a look at it offline or take a look at it, you know, and dissect it as, as they need to. Um, and that was, that was kind of the seal, the deal for the clients were like, Yes, that is, that is the alternative we were looking for that we didn't know existed. 
Well, I've seen actually some of the clients that you've done work for, Laura, like I've seen that you've worked for, uh, or sorry, you've done work for the Renfrew County District School Board, the city of Pembroke, town of Petawawa. You also helped with a meeting with, uh, that was hosted by, I believe it was Valley Heartland when they brought Arlene Dickinson on. Okay, no big deal. That was pretty cool. Um, But how do you like, how do you pitch what you do to, to clients other than, um, them stumbling across you on LinkedIn, because obviously not everybody finds you on LinkedIn or is searching like that. This is something that they need. So how do you approach organizations and businesses to explain why they might require a graphic illustrator and how your visual services might be able to assist them? So when a client comes to me or if if I'm looking to explain myself to a client and have them hire me, it is definitely easier if they've seen my work. Um, A lot of the times it was easier pre-pandemic when they come up to me and I'm already there doing the work. They're like, oh, that's amazing. Um, I get what you're doing. But if they've never seen my work before and have never heard of graphic recording before, I kind of relate it sometimes to courtroom drawings or storyboarding. So usually if there's a goal in mind in the meeting, or if they're not, they're not sure how to approach, um, like if they've got a problem they have to solve, I explain to them that keeping that visual is keeping everyone on the same page. And that way it can be reviewed during the meeting or everyone can participate and have everything on one big board. So I, it's encouraging to keep engagement. Um, it's amazing for retention after the meeting. So if, you know, if this is a meet, if this is a, if it's a board that they need to go back and review in a year to see if they've reached their goals. And uh, for some businesses, it's a little bit more of an entertainment if it's a conference, for example, um, and it's, it's kind of used more on social media to grab a, attention or um, kind of give people a fear of missing out uh, type visual. Now, did you find it difficult pitching to businesses, especially during the pandemic, or did you find that that was actually your busiest year once people were jumping on Zoom and taking advantage of, uh, of this kind of service? Uh, it was definitely my busiest year. I, I had only had Swoop part-time until 2020, and then halfway through the year, I was like, okay, leaving my part-time job, I'm going full-time. So that was amazing. Yeah, because you were working at Algonquin, right? Yes. I remember that. Yes. Cause you and I had met at the, at the spring leadership conference and I remember, okay. I remember you saying to me that you were working at Algonquin and I remember later on discovering you and being like, wait, I think she's doing this full time, but I think she told me she's working at Algonquin college. Maybe she's doing a little bit of both, but that's amazing that you were able to do that. You were able to go all in with swoop media. Oh yeah. Good for you. (laughs) Thank you. And I guess by that time too, Laura, you had kind of built up a repertoire of, of who you were and what you offered and more organizations were reaching out to you. So did you find that you were having to do less legwork in terms of like approaching organizations? Yeah, I didn't have to do much in terms of selling myself. It was more of so people seeing me online being like, I need this. So it just kept, you know, after every session, just kept getting more requests. Hashtag I made it, bitches. <laughs> No, be proud of that because that is actually such a great um, achievement in in your business when you're able to say that, you know, I I don't need to approach people as much anymore or even at all. That's great. Oh, I know. And like getting big clients like the CRA and CBC and Carleton University are just like, oh, this is this is cool. (laughs) 
And one that you forgot to mention, Laura, that I have to bring attention to was when you were the graphic recorder for CEO's annual summit and Prime Minister Justin Trudeau was in attendance. I know that we're not all big fans of JT, but <laughs> but it's still pretty cool. It's still brag worthy. But how did that opportunity come about? It was actually through a fellow military spouse. Uh, she worked for Future of Good, which that was in February. So they were doing a... Um, a black leadership conference for black history month and so she asked me to volunteer for that conference and which i did and then in the audience was the event planner for ceo's conference and she had reached out to me after that one asking hey my our annual conference is next week could you do ours <laughs> so that was a whirlwind and that was probably the most work i'd ever done because they had done almost it was almost a full day conference of 10 hours doing all kinds of time spans across the world so I think that was a full eight hour day of graphic recording <laughs> I would have been so nervous too but maybe it was a better thing that you did get approached last like more on a last yeah. side because I think I think anybody would have been overthinking that and been nervous I mean I'm sure you were still nervous too but holy cow what a quick turnaround time I know <laughs> that is nerve wracking. Good for you though. Put that on your website, Laura, that should be listed in your, in your little uh, spiel there, you know, have, have provided graphic recording for the prime minister. <laughs> no, yep. put, that in, put that in your Instagram. <clears throat> <laughs> I should. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to the OV Boss Babes podcast. We're going to hear from our sponsors. We'll be right back. Enterprise Renford County is a great place to start, whether you have a solid business concept or you're exploring becoming an entrepreneur. Their dedicated business consultant provides entrepreneurs with the tools that they need to start and grow their business. You'll receive valuable and knowledgeable information, such as how to register your business, creating a business plan, market research, financing, and other business-related inquiries. Book your call with their business consultation expert at 613-432-6848 and launch your business today. How has COVID impacted your work life? If you've been laid off, want a different job, or even a new line of work, do yourself a favor and visit PMFRC's employment services. Their team of friendly, knowledgeable staff will help achieve your employment goals. All services are free, confidential, and tailored to your needs. Make 2022 your year to shine. Call PMFRC Employment Service at 613-687-1717 or visit petawawaemployment.ca. The Town of Petawawa and the Petawawa Business Advisory Network are pleased to support local businesses. Small businesses are an integral component in vibrant, dynamic communities. By their very nature, entrepreneurs innovate, disrupt the status quo, inspire creativity, and promote skills development. Small businesses are the very fabric and rich history of a diverse community. Support local businesses. Check out shoppetawawa.ca, your one-stop resource to finding businesses in Petawawa. View promotions and messages connected directly to business, social, and shopping platforms. Help our small businesses. Shoppetawawa.ca.
Hey, it's Dr. Christy Natsis and team, your friendly, experienced dentist. Our team is committed to providing personalized dental services. We're currently accepting new patients and would love to welcome you and see your beautiful smile. Contact us today to schedule an appointment at 613-732-8522. Now, let's get back to the podcast. So graphic recording, infographics, and illustration. Laura, tell us, what's the difference between the three? So graphic recording is typically done live with a specific goal in mind, and I'm capturing ideas and conversations in a visual manner. Infographics are more thoughtfully curated designs and can be used with illustrations as well, Um, but they're for getting information across. Um, So think like manuals and stuff like that. Um, And lastly, illustrations can be anything from pet portraits to children's books to beer can labels, which I've done as well. (laughs) Any like big names that you've done for beer can labels? Just local doghouse brewery. Oh, that's cool. Kate, Laura, (laughs) that's so plugging. I mean, this is great that we're plugging this on the podcast, but plug these on your website. That's amazing. Good for you. Now, 60% of the population self-identifies as a visual learner. I myself am one of them. So anybody that's listening, what kind of businesses and individual clients would benefit from graphic recording specifically? I really think any could, um, as well as individuals. Um, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't, I've been working for types of industries that span across everywhere from healthcare to tech to you name it and so I don't think because we are so visual that's what makes it so appealing um, that it doesn't have to be a specific industry organization just as as long as you appreciate visuals and so does your audience then you're a client (laughs) so is the artwork and illustrations immediately completed during the meeting or does it take additional time to complete following the meeting so like what's your delivery time look like for graphic recordings, they're usually 95% done by the time the meeting is over. And that other 5% usually for fixing my spelling errors, which happens when you're working really quickly, uh, fixing any context that might have come up um, or just tweaks here and there. But the work is about 95% done by the time uh, the event is over. But I just, that other 5% is for fixing small spelling errors and then it's completed in within the the inbox within a few hours so under 24 hour delivery time yep oh my goodness okay putting the pressure on all admin assistants out there who are doing the meeting minutes and it takes us all like you know a week to two weeks maybe a month (laughs) to get those (laughs) minutes out um because like that's that's a lot of pressure on you too and again I keep comparing it to meeting minutes Laura because like that's that's my background that's what I'm um that's what I'm, I guess, an expertise at doing our, our meeting minutes. But the the listening and the listening intently skill set is very important because people are talking so fast, um, people are jumping around in conversation. Topics tend to shift. How do you how do you capture all that? How does your brain capture that in a in a doodling and sketch portion? Like, I mean, I'm typing away trying to keep up with everybody's thoughts and. And, uh, and then, you know, I'm compiling it all together to shorten it down. How do you, how do you do that when you're, when you're drawing back to the wizard thing, I guess, eh? 
Uh, it can be tricky, but it also is really important to have a conversation with that client ahead of time about the session that you're about to do. Um, so I'll have that kind of initial meeting of like, okay, so we're, this is an hour meeting and the goal is this. Um, and this is what we kind of expect the day to go like, and this is what the board may look like. So with that in mind, it's a lot easier for me to listen because I can kind of tune out some of the, the conversations that may not pertain to the goal. And of course, this is different from session to session. Um, but yeah, it can be tricky to drown that out. And sometimes sessions just go off the rails <laughs> and I have to go with the flow. Um, and so a lot of the times, especially it's handy being digital, if I'm capturing and going along um, that I'm able to you know, erase or adjust or make things bigger, uh, depending on the conversation and you know what was important and what wasn't. And then what about research about the organization ahead of time? Do you tend to like look into the organization and the message that the presenters are trying to convey or like, how does that work? Yes, um, definitely. Like there's, depending on the, the context, I'm going to need to research, like for example, the tech world. Uh, there's a lot of abbreviations and a lot of terms that I would not be familiar with. So there's a lot of research, for example, in that industry. Um, but and there's also like branding things that a lot of uh, clients need to have as well. Like if they have certain colors they need to have on there or certain imagery that they prefer. So all of that kind of goes into the prep. And what about like acronyms and stuff too, Laura? Like I work at CNL and so we use a lot of abbreviations and acronyms for things. Like I'm still learning. I'm sure people that have been there for 20 years are still learning. Like, do they provide you with like, kind of like a cheat sheet ahead of time? I'm just so curious about this process. Yeah, the, some clients would if, if they know that I'm an outsider and that they don't understand or not, I would not understand the abbreviations, then yes, sometimes clients have given me cheat sheets or they give me some reading ahead of time. Um, for example, I did one for D&D &D and they were like, oh, we have a lot of acronyms. And I was like, that's fine. <laughs> I've been a military spouse for, what, 12 years. So I, I think I can figure that one out. Um, but yes, it also depends on where that graphic recording is facing. So if CNL was doing one and they had a lot of acronyms and that's going on social media or it's going to you know regular folk, uh, then probably need to be explained. If it was just being internal, probably the acronyms could stay as long as I understand them. So that I'm not drawing something funky that doesn't relate. <laughs> so what is your preferred method of graphic recording capturing like uh, through whiteboards or bond paper or digitally? Well, my last one in person was uh, pre-pandemics, and I haven't been back in person since. Um, so I've definitely taken to digital. It's been uh, a lot more flexible. Um, I'm able to do work with more textures and colors than I can, you know, my markers can provide. And but you know, being in a room with paper and markers and the energy of everyone is a different experience, and I do miss it. Um, but the convenience of digital is my favorite right now. <laughs> Now, have you ever recorded yourself illustrating a design in fast track time so that your audience could actually watch the process? I have, yeah. And that's an option on uh, digital recording is that it can be time-lapsed, which is pretty fun. That is cool. You should be showing, okay, I'm just going to like all these ideas <laughs> right here. 
for your social media page. He's like, sign me up. I'd love to see like a reel of you doing that. Yeah. Let me just throw more things on you, Laura. Like you don't have enough on your plate with, with your son juggling your business. Yeah. Doing work on the side. You're like, yeah, Holly, let me just yeah. add it to my plate of other tasks, like feeding the Will chicken. do. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, now that I'm kind of talking about your son, William, I do want to know a little bit more about your motherhood experience, Laura, because um, I remember you actually posing a question in the She's in Business Facebook group about, um, you know, to other entrepreneurial moms being like, what did you guys do? How did you ease into it? Like, how did you juggle everything? How much time did you take? So now that you're kind of a seasoned mom now for the past six months, I know that we're going to have some listeners uh, who are going to be first time moms that are also entrepreneurs. So maybe now we can turn it over to you to give some advice to, to new moms in that respect. Well, I had a, I had a huge plan that I, what I was going to do, um, didn't quite go as planned. Never does. Uh, but <laughs> No, of course not. Um, so I, I, my plan was to not really work for three months and just focus on baby. And that was essentially what I did. And that seemed to have gone well, but you know, I had like really felt like I lost myself completely. So it was nice for my husband to, you know, take baby off or to, you know, for family to take baby. So I could do an odd graphic recording or illustration just to feel like I'm kind of, you know, me again, but, you know, getting at six months now, naps are a bit more predictable. Um, the tip I was given that I definitely take to heart was do all the chores of the house while he's awake and then do what you need to do while he's napping. So that, that I've taken to heart and I love that advice because it's really worked well for me. <laughs> yeah. Throw out the whole sleep when the baby sleeps. Cause that is no. non-existent. Any real Terrible. mom will tell you that does not happen. No. Um, I know when I first had our daughter and this is before I had started my podcast and I just had this vision of what kind of mom I was going to be and how easy and seamless it was going to be. And, and, you know, just because social media just makes it look so easy. And when you're an entrepreneur and you've got clients and deadlines and a structure that you, you know, you, you want to be able to follow in some capacity and I don't care how many books you read or how many classes you take. Nothing prepares you for the newborn stage as a first time parent ever, 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 ever. Um, Never. so what did you kind of think? Like, what was your vision when you first, you know, before baby William made his entrance into the world? I don't, honestly, I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> it was just like, I didn't, I didn't, I just didn't know, like, this is 24 hour care. Like I was just like, there is no break. <laughs> and especially, you know, with my husband being away right now, it's definitely a juggle uh, to get everything in, drink enough water, you know, get the baby fed. <laughs> Do a podcast um, with me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it's, it's definitely a balancing act. And it, uh, it really didn't start to feel like I could feel like I could, you know, focus on my business again until those three months that were kind of the survival mode three months were kind of up. And whoever said that to me was right, because it's, it's true. Like, I really didn't feel like myself completely until I was starting to get a little more sleep and, uh, and able to feel like, oh, I, you know what? I actually have the capacity to do some work right now. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I remember seeing so much too on social media and I, I could barely stand because my recovery process was so brutal. I took almost the full six weeks to recover. And yet there are moms who are like 
going to Walmart. I mean, it was during the pandemic. So actually, let's be honest, nobody was really going anywhere, but it was yeah. so difficult because I just remember comparing myself so hard and being like, how do new moms do it? And then yeah. I feel like you're right. Once you get to the three month mark, you finally kind of have like an idea of what to expect, what the baby needs from you, what you need from yourself or your partner. And um, yeah, you're right. Tim's gone now too. So how long has he gone for? Four months. Four months. And what month yeah. are we in now that <laughs> out of the four? Uh, two should be home in two months-ish. So do you have, and you have your support, you have your, is it mom or mother-in-law? Mother-in-law. Your mother-in-law is there to help. So that's amazing that you've got some, some help there. And, and is she there for the entire time until Tim's back? No, they lived, they moved up here during the pandemic. So it's been quite amazing. And that's really the only way I could work on my business. <laughs> that's amazing. Okay. So how are you doing it then? How many projects are you taking on? How many clients? Like, are you, how much are you working right now? Uh, I'm just working here and there. I'm really not, I don't expect to be taking a, like a full workload again until if there is a daycare spot ever, uh, <laughs> which seems to be really scarce these days. Um, but yeah, I'm just seeing as they come in and, you know, maybe doing a couple of graphic recordings a month so far. Well, that's not bad then. That's not bad. No, that's manageable. I'm, I'm happy with that. <laughs> now, I know it's kind of a personal question and it's still really early, but are you planning on like transitioning in them, him into daycare then at some point and, and you kind of like doing a little bit of back and forth with your business and then having him at home too? In a picture perfect world, I would love like a part time daycare situation because like I am a freelancer and, you know, I am in this, you know, I am this way because I want to be with my son, too. So, you know, I want to have that balance if there is one. A mystical creature have balance. Yeah. Well, you are a wizard, so you might be able to yeah. find some balance in there at some point, too, Laura. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, all right. Well, we are going to move into my rapid 10 because nap time I know is unpredictable and we want to be able to wrap this up before both of our kids wake up here. So uh, let's jump in. Who's another illustrator or graphic recorder whose work inspires you? Sam Brad. What do you enjoy drawing or doodling when you're not working? Animals. I'm throwing another thing onto your plate, but would you ever consider offering illustration workshops? Definitely. <laughs> uh, do you view illustration as an art or as a design? Art. There's a Toronto-based graphic recorder who you follow that's originally from the Ottawa Valley, and her Instagram handle is Graphic Journeys. Do you know who that is? Do you, does that come to yep. mind? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So let's pay it forward. And can you share one thing that you love about her and her style of work? I love that she, she is also an illustrator and went to Sheridan as well. So she has a more illustrative style than some, some approach it with just like a, like really basic illustrations, but hers are really illustrative and she's an amazing animator as well. Shout out to Brittany Dajako, who was from <laughs> the Ottawa Valley. We're going to tag her so that she listens. Have you ever been approached to create custom graphic drawings like character designs or even cartoons? Yes. Okay, this is such an easy rapid fire, Laura. <laughs> Usually people end up like expanding on this is like quick and easy. I love it. Oh. <laughs> what is a social media moment mural? Have you heard of that before? I haven't. 
Okay. Yeah. There's someone that I found and a lot of people actually follow her. She's a muralist and illustrator. And it says that, so her, her handle is lazy Sunday, L Z Y Sunday. And it says that she creates social media moment murals and illustrations for entrepreneurs. So we're going to have to look into that one. Cause I'm like, what is that? That's, that's new, a social media mural. Maybe it's like for your Instagram page or something like that. Oh, that reminds me, like, I'm also thinking about opening a new service called Data Comics, which are cool. <laughs> okay, well, tell us about that, Laura. Let's plug that. I had a client approach me and ask me if I do Data Comics, and I had no idea what they were, so they had sent them to me. And basically, it's like if you were to read a report, but this report is in comic form. So it's talking about the statistics while these characters in the comic are you know, working through them. So it's basically like a graphic novel for a report. And I was like, that is super cool. <laughs> so that is something I would really love to get into. That is cool. Okay. Well, now the world's returning. When is it, when, when would you be planning on launching that? Oh, probably when I can get more full-time into my business, I would tackle that. Like if Lillian could get into a daycare, <laughs> I would have more time. Down the road, down the road, put it in the back pocket. Yeah. And what is one local business, Laura, that you think everyone should know about? I think I might cheat and say the Petawawa Container Market, which hosts many businesses. Um, and also I'm a member of PBAN, which is, helps put those on. So I just wanted to shout out for those and, you know, go check them out this summer. And PBAN, can you let everyone know what that acronym is, Laura? Petawawa Business Advisory Network. I represent the home-based business. Fantastic. And are they still taking applications for the summer? Yes, they are. The container market. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So if you guys have any questions about that, I'd always love to shout out Christine Mitchell at the town of Petawawa. Um, so be sure to follow the Petawawa container market. You can get a C-can. I think that's what it is, eh? a C-can right at the city yep. center. They're redoing the parking lot right now. And you can set up your booth if you're a local maker, creator, artisan. And um, and it's nice too, because they ship, they ship them up over the summer and, and uh, we get lots of local talent that's featured in there. And so it's kind of a nice one-stop shop without having an actual craft and vendor market sale. It's something to do on a Saturday or Sunday, or even during the week too, I think is when they're also available. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, Laura, tell everybody where they can follow you and your pages as well as your website, because your personal page is actually combined with your business account, which is kind of nice because you get to see William, you get to see your chickens. And I know we didn't really get to plug your other loves in your life, <laughs> your chickens. And, uh, but it's just so nice that, you know, you get a little bit of everything in your content. Yeah, my social media is, uh, my Instagram, sorry, is Laura J. Hannock. And my website is www.sweetmedia.ca. And there you go. And so if you guys are interested in booking Laura, be sure to do so because she is very, very talented and she will just blow you away with all of her illustrations and graphics. And who knows, she might even take on a special project for you. And we're going to be waiting for that reel to see her recording in real time. <laughs> everybody thank you so much for listening to this episode i appreciate each and every one of you all for tuning in and if you like this episode and you're tuning in on apple Podcasts, i love it i would love it if you would give us a five-star rating so let's get the word out about ob boss babes podcast episodes tag us in your instagram and facebook stories that you are listening to this episode and be sure to let laura know that you liked her episode thank you so much for tuning in and we'll be back next week with another local boss babe featured in your community